Assurance of Pardon is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the most advanced Bible study tool for both ministers and laypeople. Available on iOS and Android for phones and tablets, as well as on your Windows or Mac computer or laptop. Get the most of your time in the scriptures with Logos Bible Software. For more information and 15% off your next Logos package plus five free ebooks, visit assuranceofpardon.com slash logos. Now on with the show. Welcome to Assurance of Pardon, a podcast about the gospel, the Bible, the church, what it all means, and why it all matters. I'm Scott Davis, pastor of Hope Presbyterian Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm Gage Jordan. And Scott, I actually have a ministry update, man. Oh, man. This is, we have to rewrite our, our intro? Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's so officially as of Monday, um, I am the assistant pastor of youth and families at First Presbyterian Dyersburg. I was extending the call after last weekend and accepted the call on Monday, and our family is getting ready to make the transition uh, to the field. I'll, of course, continue to it's finish. Dyersburg, Tennessee. For, Dyersburg, for Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, how so exciting. We'll, we'll uh, of course, continue to uh, – I'm working towards ordination, so I've still got to – write a couple of papers and finish my exams and meet with the credentials committee. And then our next presbytery is in October. So I'll stand before ordination there. Man, that's exciting. Well, praise the Lord for his, his uh, providence uh, to both your family and the church in, in uh, Dyersburg. That's exciting. And, and they are, uh, I know they will benefit greatly from your labors among them. Well, well, I don't know. We're, we're going to figure out how to word that. That's a really long introduction to say each week. It was way easier when you just said, I'm a seminary student and an intern at Christchurch Conway. So, so what I'll probably just to... say, assistant pastor at First Pres Dyersburg, and yes. just leave it at that. Yeah, that's, oh, that'll be the new, that'll be our next thing. Well, well, very cool. And in other news, also, we have recently uh, uh, locked arms with the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Tell everybody about that, Gage. Yeah, we're super excited uh, to partner with those guys. Essentially, um, our buddies over at Distilling Theology loved working with us so much that they said, hey, you want to join um, our group? And we said, yeah, who's in, in the group? And it shows like Bobcast and Fast God Stuff and Reformed Brotherhood, Reformed Pilgrims, Sipping on Theology. So instead of um, alcohol, I think he deals with coffee and then steady anchor. Uh, so if you listen to any of those, like any of those guys, if not, be sure and check them out. Uh, you can visit all the shows at reformedpodcast.com and you'll soon see assurance of pardon a part of the team. Awesome. Very exciting. And we have a giveaway also we did. So we recently did uh, a Bovink giveaway the uh, distilling theology guys gave him one of their herman bovink the the uh the uh the old theologian yeah and uh we uh recently gave away a coffee mug that distilling theology um produces you can visit their website and check out um one of those fun coffee mugs and thanks to crossway publications um they donated a copy of bavink on the christian life it's part of their i think 12 book series that they they have there at crossway.org uh, and um 
we recently finished the giveaway last night at 5.30. So shout out to Blake Reap for being the winner there. Um, we just want to thank Crossway and then also want to thank uh, WB uh, Airdmans for their uh, recent uh, sponsorship and partnerships in helping us uh, do giveaways. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. We're continuing our series, Unhelpful Christian Phrases, Christianese. We've dealt with several of those already. A couple of those already we dealt with. Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. That was what we talked about last week. And then the week before that, we dealt with the idea. This was on our episode with the Distilling Theology guys. Uh, the, the Francis of Assisi quote, or at least the quote that's attributed to him, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Uh, we unpacked why those phrases uh, um, proliferate and how they are uh, misleading, unhelpful, don't actually accurately um, explain our faith. And so they're, they're, they're just problematic. And so this week we're going to go with uh, a phrase or a just sort of a, a mood that you hear quite often where you'll hear people say, I don't need to go to church. I have the Bible or just me and Jesus is enough, or I don't need to go to a building uh, on Sunday morning to worship God. I can worship God in the woods. These are all kind of the same similar mindset. Um, me and Jesus is all I need. I don't need a church. Uh, you'll hear, uh, you know, going to church, thinking that going to church makes you a Christian is about like thinking that being in a standing in a in a garage makes you a car or going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. And there's all these just insipid phrases that you hear repeated over and over. I don't know. I, I heard them all the time in uh, the, in the growing up in the Bible belt. How about you Gage? Yeah. I mean, definitely all of those phrases or, um, you know, I, and, and especially I think in my family growing up, partially because of the experiences that they had with churches, my parents and then their friends um, oftentimes would say, you know, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus and, and I'm a Christian. I just don't go to church because X, Y, and Z, right? Um, or I don't just, I don't go to church all the time. I don't think you have to go to, and they would immediately kind of get defensive after that sentence. I don't go to yeah. church. And then I don't think you have to go to go to church to be a Christian. Uh, and they would almost say it out of guilt, anticipating your judgment before you've said anything. And, 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 you know, I think there's a lot of layers to that. I think there's definitely the, when we've talked about this uh, several times on, on the podcast, I think there's the layer of, um, experience right you grew up in church or maybe your uh, parents were in ministry at some level or your dad was a pastor or maybe you were really involved in church when you were in the youth group or whatever the case may be and you had this falling out for whatever reason either um, a church member was was especially rude to you maybe you actually did it even on a serious level experience abuse at some level um so now that is categorized uh, the church universal in your mind as this thing to be avoided. Um, and right. so I can be a Christian. I don't have to go to church. Right. Or maybe um, it's out of guilt that you would say that. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I don't have to go to church and it's less about anything experiential and more about, I just really don't want to. Uh, for right. whatever reason. And so in your um, feeling of, of guilt for not being a part of the, of a body, um, you just say, I don't believe you have to go to church. Right. 
And I, then I think there's this third category. We can explore all three of these um, here in the episode. But this third category, I think, is what we're, we're even now starting to experience in the season of coronavirus, where churches have really all as a whole tried to think outside the box, tried to figure out how we're going to serve and, and get the, the word out to our people. Um, and we've ramped all ramped up our live stream services all, all across or Facebook live or YouTube streaming or whatever platform we're using. There's a category of people now that have kind of said, okay, well, if they're going to live stream it, I don't have to go. That's still there. I can just watch it on my TV and it's not because they're scared or not because they want to keep the, themselves safe or there's a health concern. It's simply out of convenience. This, this is the category I'm talking about. If you actually have health issues or are real concerns, I don't want to bind your conscience, but this is just simply out of convenience. It then could develop into, well, I don't have to go to church. I, I have my Bible. I watch the live stream. Right. Years ago, it was, oh, I watched Andy, Andy Stanley or I watched Charles Stanley or I watched TBN on TV. That's fine. Right. It's, it's that same vein. Um, and you have this category where people have now um, looked at the church service as a product that they can consume. And when you get there, um, you can distance yourself from the body of Christ and justify your individual Christianity. Yeah, absolutely. This is the, the, the commoditization of Christianity where the, the church becomes uh, a product and the people become consumers and it is, it is um, catered to the, the needs and whims and tastes of the people in attendance. So all, all of this, whether it's the, whether it's um whether it's something coronavirus related or whether it's uh, the old view of I can worship God just as good in the woods, just as well in the woods or out on the lake than I can in a building with a bunch of people. All of it stems from, and we're going to talk about the way that we'll, let's set aside COVID-19 and, and what effect that, that unfortunately likely could have on the, the gathered body. We'll set that aside and deal with it. But all of these others uh, stem from just a low view of church membership, a low view of the necessity of the church. And so the church has done a bad job of making clear to people why she, she, the church exists. What is the, what is the, um, why do we gather on the Lord's day to do what we do? It are, am I coming just so that I can hear a sermon? And if that is it, then why can't I go to church on the internet? Why can't I just have a handful of YouTube preachers and podcasts that I listen to? Why do I need to gather? And the first answer is that, because you'll hear people say, why does, does the Bible say I actually have to go to church? Well, the Bible, the entire New Testament, almost in its entirety, is written to congregations, to the church at Corinth, to the church at Philippi, to the church at, at Rome, to the church at, um, at Colossae. Um, so the, the, the whole context of the, of the New Testament is corporate gatherings. And all of those yous in those Pauline epistles, and the, uh, the, when I say Pauline epistles, the letters of Paul, all of those yous are y'alls. They are second person plural, almost all of them. And so he's always talking to groups of people. So there's no, the idea of Lone Ranger Christianity 
is absolutely foreign to the New Testament. It 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 makes the the Bible unintelligible. And so the the Bible does not throw that out there as a possibility because we are not only saved uh, by Christ through grace alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, uh, faith alone on account of Christ alone, we're also saved into a new community, a local body of believers through which God is going to feed us. And so we gather on the Lord's day, not just to hear the sermon, we gather to, we gather to worship in the presence of other people. We, we corporately confess our sins. We are corporately assured of our pardon. We corporately take communion. The whole idea, the, the, what is the, the, the commune part of communion? It is that it's a, it's a gathered meal and not something that we do on our own. So my fear ab- about, uh, about as churches uh, have understandably, mine included, have understandably kind of scurried to figure out how are we going to make people continue to feel uh, included and involved in light of this uh, pandemic, uh, as as we have said, um, we're going to just do church from home. Uh, we're going to. Uh, I know you're home. I know you're sitting in your pajamas at your at your breakfast table with a cup of coffee, but we're all doing church right now, and I get what we mean by that. But the the church is a, is a congregation. It's a, it's a people who gather and to congregate means to physically stand around one another together together. And so I benefit from being around people. I benefit from being around people that I don't like. I benefit from having to, 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 to love and struggle with um, my own selfishness. And so I benefit by being around people that I don't like people that are not like me. And I, I, my worry is that as the, as the COVID-19 um, uh, hopefully one day uh, recedes uh, for whatever reason, vaccine, herd immunity, whatever, I worry that there's going to be a percentage of people who have just become accustomed to worship, worshiping from home. Um, and they're going to feel as though, whether I'm watching the live stream or I'm physically there, it's six of one, half dozen of another. Well, and it's really honestly a matter of two things. I think one, it's a matter of convenience, right? If, if I can do it at home, I don't have to get up and get ready. I don't have to deal with trying to get my kids up and fighting that battle. I don't have to worry about possibly being late and, and my, my spouse and I getting into a fight and, and all the headaches that come, I don't have to get into traffic. I don't have to, you know, if we are late, I don't have to try to sneak into the back without people saying something um, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I can wear what I want, whatever. So there's, there's that convenience um, battle that I think is a, a product of, of life in general, right? Like, I love Amazon. And one of the things I love about Amazon is the ability that if I order something today in two days, that joker is going to be on, on my doorstep, right? That's the reason I pay for prime. Um, you know, all, all that fun stuff. Um, if I want coffee, I can drive and go get coffee in my hand instant. Bam. That's what I want. If I want food, same thing, right? It's, it's in the American culture of the 21st century that everything is instantaneous. Uh, if I want to go to church, I just flip on my TV, 
right? And watch it like Netflix. So there's a convenience factor um, in live streaming that honestly even precedes everything with COVID-19. It's just, um, this is something maybe we're more aware of now, given the fact that live streaming has amped up given the circumstances. But there's also just this culture in American evangelicalism uh, we talked about it this last week, so, and it, but it bears repeating of this individualized Christianity, right? My, uh, we, we even talked about this a little bit. Um, my personal relationship with Jesus, that, that phrasing, um, that you have Jesus calling culture, you have my, my personal devotion, um, all of these things that are individualized, my, my prayer, my sinner's prayer that led me to my personal relationship with my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so in all of these individual aspects in evangelicalism that we wrestle with, it's not surprising then that that leads to a assumption on people's part that, well, if my relationship with Jesus is personal, if my devotional time is personal, if my, the word from the Lord is personal to me, um, in and of itself, maybe not completely inaccurate, right? You do have the Holy Spirit. Um, you can read the Bible and the Spirit uh, show you something in his, his word. Um, you do get to go before the throne and talk to your Savior um, who loves you and saved, saved you. Um, but taking it to such a level of all of these things are for me and they're my individual experience as a Christian. Why should I have to share this with all these other people, especially people that I may maybe wouldn't have picked to hang out with on, on a regular basis anyway, or I don't agree with politically or, you know, their personality types and my personality types. I'm, I'm a three on the Enneagram and they're an eight on the Enneagram and, and the two just don't mix. Right. Or whatever, whatever the case may be as to, to why you don't mesh. Well, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. So I can just have my own experience here at the house with me and Jesus, right? Me and Jesus, we got our own thing going sort, sort of vibe. Um, and, that then leads to a justification statement of, well, I don't need the church. I have my Bible. I have my relationship with Jesus. I have my Jesus calling. I have my, whatever the case may be to individualize my experience with Jesus. Because if I have to then engage with the one another's that scripture commands they may question the way I think about something. They may question the way I do something. I may find out that the, the things that I have believed and theology that I hold to maybe is inconsistent with the scriptures. And then I have to be accountable to that and do something about that. They may find out about a pet sin in my life that I've kind of kept, you know, in this cage where I feed and I water it and I kind of keep it as my own. If I have to then be accountable to elders, they may question that a little bit. They may see the way I treat my spouse and then I'm have to give an account to that. They may see the way I treat my kids and then I'm have to give an account to that. And so all of those, those realities leads to, well, no, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I can kind of keep my own experience and ignorance be bliss over here. 
Yeah, my my faith is a is a private notion. I remember in, uh, um, you know, 15, well, goodness, fifteen plus years ago, uh, when when John Kerry was running for president, um, he said in a debate, uh, he said, "My faith is intensely private." which is a very American thing to say, uh, to, to refer to our faith in Christ as being something that we, we keep to ourselves, and it's not anyone's business. Um, and, and, you know, Gage, you, you made reference to the fact that um, you made reference to the fact that some people have had a bad experience uh, in their background of church. Um, I, I think of, I think about having, getting food poisoning at a restaurant um, that, that might, that's a good reason not to go back to that restaurant there's not a good reason not to go back to any restaurant ever again and having or, a bad or not eat ever again or not. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, and, and so we, we don't, we don't go to church to be to, but we going to church doesn't make you a Christian. You go to church because you're a Christian. You go to church because you, you, the, because you love the Bible, you love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, then you love his gathered body. Um, and so there's, this, the idea that you can love Jesus and love scripture, but hate his bride is, is uh, logically just m- makes no sense whatsoever um, to, to love Christ is to love the things that he loves. And, and so we gather on the Lord's day because um, not just because I need church, but the other people at church need me. We gather because we are, um, we are the body of Christ and everybody has a role to play. We are, some of us are hands and some of us are eyes and ears and noses and mouths. And so we gather on the Lord's day that we may benefit one another, that we may bless one another, that we may corporately confess our sins, that we may all together sit under the teaching, that we may fellowship. So sometimes in the reformed world, we talk about the means of grace that God has given his church. What are the means of grace, Gage? As so means of grace are word, prayer, and sacrament, right? These are essentially the the means or the tools or the the things that are used in the church to communicate grace, right? Communicate the gospel to us on a regular basis. At the end of the day, um, you'll hear, in the, especially in the Presbyterian world, to use some insider baseball language for just a second, um, guys will be simple means of grace Presbyterians, right? That basically means that at the end of the day, they think church in its simplicity or in, in its basic form, the only thing it needs, it may have other things, but the only thing it needs is word, prayer, and sacrament. Um, and so at, at the end of the day, we do believe that this is what makes up the church, word, prayer, and sacrament. And all those things have to happen in a corporate gathering. That's why we don't baptize in a tub, right? That's why why I don't take a a bottle of Ozarka and just sprinkle it over my baby. Like all those things um, should be corporate, right? This is why in with the exception of maybe a super rare case where a conversation with a session uh, may need to be had, you have communion together. You don't just sit at the house and um, drink your favorite cup of Welch's and, and down a couple of crackers and call it communion, right? Like um, that, that even that happens in a corporate situation. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, Scott. And so I just kind of want to unpack this. I don't know if you realize this, this is kind of cool. 
we have listeners in Canada. We have listeners in Puerto Rico. We have listeners in Australia and a listeners in the United Kingdom. Um, so just to understand y'all is a Southern euphemism, right? It's it, means a, you, it means you all. It's a contraction. Yes, it means you all. you all. Exactly. So when you said uh, that it's the, the yous are second person plural and the one another's, those are the y'alls. I just want to make sure our non-Southern listeners were like, what in the world is the y'all, right? It's kind of like my cousin v- Vinny when he says ute. What's, what's a ute? So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, we do. We have we've got listeners uh, uh, all over the world. Uh, it's always encouraging to log into our podcast host and see f- folks listening in in Canada and in England, uh, and and so it's been an encouragement to hear from some of those folks and how the podcast has blessed them. Yeah, listen, we we uh, we want we hope that this um, we hope that this podcast and these conversations are an encouragement to folks and that it, it benefits them in their daily walk. But we, we also want to say, we don't want to minister through this podcast in such a way that people say, I could just listen to the assurance of pardon podcast and I don't need to go to church. We, we are, we want to, this is why our introduction say a podcast about the gospel, the Bible, the church, what it all means and why it all matters. Uh, And so this is a, the, the church has fallen on, um, on uh is in a difficult place when people see it as an as an appendix and right an unnecessary appendage that we're not really sure what it's for and it's only we only notice it when it's in when it's inflamed and infected yeah at the end of the day um you also don't want people to em- embrace the the ideology of maybe a Gandhi or a John Lennon where, you know, John Lennon famously said, um, you know, I would, I'd be a Christian if it wasn't for the Christians. Right. And, and Gandhi um, famously says, uh, Hey, I really like your Jesus. It's your Christians that I don't necessarily care for. Um, And so um, that we don't want that philosophy, that experience to then pour over in the church. It would be the equivalent of, um, you know, Scott, I, I really, I really like Leanne, your, your wife, but it, it's you and I that I, we don't really mesh, right? You know, I, I like you, but I don't like your spouse is essentially what you're, you're saying to Jesus when you're like, well, we can have this, this relationship over here. I just don't want anything to do with your, your bride. Um, yeah. If I said, if I said, Gage, I, I love you and Katie, I hate your marriage. That's a really weird thing to say, you know what I mean? But that's the really weird. That's the application. Yeah, that's that's the application. That's the the um, the thing you're really saying when you say, "I can, I don't have to go to church. I have my Bible." And then, then at the end of the the day, you're in contradiction with the scriptures, right? Um, Hebrews chapter ten. Uh, verse 24 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So um, if, if you can say, I don't really have to go to church. I have my Bible. You have to then do something really weird with Hebrews 10 who says, Hey, you need to go to church. You need to gather. You need to be around the saints. You need to be accountable. You, you need to do something weird with with uh, with Titus and Timothy, which talks about elders and deacons. 
Um, you need to do something weird with um, with the, the book of Acts. You've got to do something weird with 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 the the vast majority of the New Testament, which uh, illustrates for you gathered bodies of believers living life together, worshiping Christ together, and so it, it is. Um, yeah, it it just renders it just renders the New Testament completely. Um, completely unnecessary and i will say as we wrap up as churches have sought to make the the worship service entirely about the attendees uh uh and cater it with messages that are really really relevant then as soon as as soon as i don't see those relevant anymore i don't need to come i don't need to come so well hey we've got much more to say about this but we're out of time uh today but uh thanks everybody for tuning in this this uh uh, with us today and we will continue this if you have a a a popular phrase an unhelpful phrase in christianese that you would like us to unpack then uh uh gauge how do they get a hold of us yeah, um, actually continue just a reminder to use um, the email that we just created. I actually got a couple of emails this week from, from uh, listeners and really appreciated it. It's contact at assuranceofpardon.com. Assurance of Pardon, of course, is our website. You can uh, always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and, and hit us up there on those platforms. Um, and then, as always, please continue to like and uh, subscribe and share our podcast on whatever platform you have and and leave a review on there about uh, how this podcast has benefited you and and why others should listen to it so that it can continue to kind of push up uh, and be available uh, when people are looking for good content Uh, and then look very very soon uh, for us to be on reformpodcast.com as we have joined the society for reform podcasters and as always this is assurance of pardon god bless you